To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between three and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Mataba is only spread through direct human contact. Now, you said that yourself, Sam. I know what I told you, but now I'm telling you we're facing a new strain. What? It spreads like the flu. Impossible. Fine. Go to the hospital, check it out yourself. Go without a mask, you'll see more clearly. You got 19 dead, you got hundreds more infected, and it's spreading like a brush fire. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them, Billy. We gotta get everybody else back into the houses, we gotta keep them there. We're doing that, Sam. No, we're not doing it because I just drove through 100 people. And if one of them has got it, then 10 of them have got it. And if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, Billy, then we're in deep fucking shit. And we're already in deep fucking shit. And if you're gonna arrest me, arrest me now. All right, Sam, all right. JRPositiveSarcasm.com, according to here from the Spare Part Studio. Spare Parts Studio. Happy Sunday, everybody. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. You can also find me on my YouTube channels, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. And you can email me directly, Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. I got all your bases covered. I got all your footballs caught, and I got all your end zone dances. Why is there a hole in my new chair? What the fuck? Freak is that all about? Happy Sunday, everybody. I even got a small sermon for you. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Everybody is going crazy once again with the bullshit lockdowns and the fucking curfews and the signing a waiver until you have to. When you have to go into another state, you have to sign a waiver. What kind of bullshit is that? Congratulations. We are officially no longer the United States. We are now fucking Russia. You know, where is your papers? So that's it. We're done. That's it. You know what? That's a fine. I don't need to go into Massachusetts. I don't want your fucking pastries. I don't need to go outside for coffee. I now make my own. I cook my own turkey. I've cooked my second turkey already, and it's not even Thanksgiving. I got two more in the freezer, ready to go, and I'm grabbing two more on Wednesday. I officially no longer drink other coffees. I now roast, grind, and brew my own coffee. I started out with the light roast, and I've successfully brewed a dark roast. 
More on that to come. More like a early, very early 2021 release of a quite possible coffee line. Will it be under the Positive Sarcasm logo? I don't think so. I think it might be the triumphant return of PB and Joey. But it'll be the dark roast. Because, you know, it's funny. It's like people take like, oh, peanut butter. Oh, that's cute. He bruises his own peanut butter. But it's like peanut butter is one of those things that you just set on the shelf and it just, you buy it and it sits on your shelf. And people have their own blends or whatever. And I find it, and, and then it's like, okay, so I don't eat peanut butter all the time. It's not the best thing for you, although it's calorically dense, so it's good for when you want to go do something heavy. But it's not something you eat, like, every day. And if it is, well, good for you. In that case, try my product. But coffee, that's everything. There's a reason why there's 24 people in the Starbucks drive-thru right now blowing their stimulus check on one fucking latte. There's a reason for that. Maybe it's just because people are idiots. I mean, come on. Obviously, that's definitely a reason. But that's something that people drink every day. And it's like, okay, well, I have to put it financially, methodically. I mean, yeah, both those things. Okay, let's just say people don't want to buy it. Let's say they're stuck to their guns. Well, that's fine. I'll drink it. I think it's really good. I think it tastes like all the other deep, dark Italian roasts out there right now. It, it tastes like Lavazza without the aftertaste. If you ever had Lavazza, good coffee, but has an aggressive uh, aftertaste. Some of, their, some of their Robustos or their Italian Supremos have an incredibly notable aftertaste. Something that after a while really actually gets on your nerves. But this coffee start, hits you strong and then goes away. Okay? But it doesn't hit you as strong as a Cubano coffee. Now, the only coffee I would really, I would really love to have again is the coffee I had from Cafe Dumont. Comes in a can, and it's not the French roast. The French roast didn't do anything for me. But their coffee and chicory flavor was something different than anything I've ever had and was really enjoyable. Like, I was like, oh, this is good. This has got something to it that I've never had before. I could totally have this again. However, if something, if chicory is some type of filler that I could add to a blend then I'll just order it and do it myself. But as far as, you know, order ordering from Aroma Joe's or Cafe Bustello or Lavazza or whatever, it's like, you know what, I'm done. I think I'm good. No offense to any of those other coffees out there. You do you. But I think we're done here. I think I have my own. I think it's one more thing that I can now do myself. So begs the question is, what is next? Well, I always ask myself, what is it? What else can I be doing? You know, I finally got some, I got, finally got like a few more weights. I got my barbell in. I'm doing some lifting now. I felt really tiny. I mean, next thing you know, my muscle memory was coming back. I feel more swollen again. I'm taking creatine. I'm eating like a savage. Finally, feel better that way. I had all the aches and pains. My neck was hurting. Two days of lifting, I feel fine again. I feel so much better. And now I'm drinking my own coffee. It only took me three tries. Good. We're good there. What else can I be doing that I don't rely on the, uh, I don't, I haven't walked into an actual retail store to do any shopping in forever. Like forever. Haven't walked into a grocery store in forever. I'm really thankful for what I get to do by myself. I have, and I'm at the point where I'm still setting a goal for early spring to have no debts. And I know there's tons of you out there that have all these crazy college debts 
that are just dying for some type of forgiveness, I'm here to tell you right now, the only person that can forgive you is you. Or if you're religious, I mean, obviously the Almighty, but I mean, the only person that can forgive you is yourself. So if you want to forgive your student loans, do yourself a favor. Forgive them your fucking self. Pay them off yourself. You made the stupid decision to go to college and then end up working somewhere for fourteen fifty an hour. That's your fucking decision. So do yourself a favor. Pay that shit off. Make an effort to do it because guess what? You can. All right? Careers are over. There's no more careers. There's none of that. There's just another, there's just a job, a certification to get a better paying job, and then another certification to get yourself a better paying job. There's no loyalty anymore. It's where can I get the most money next by doing the least amount of work? That's all it is. So do yourselves a favor. Have no debt. I've got two cars and no debt. Well, at least in the springtime, the very early springtime. I'm getting a multitude of things. I just bought a sixth watch. I have a perfect wardrobe. I've got a multitude of computers. I'm always getting more. And I'm scaling down. I continue to scale down, but getting more cool stuff. And I've got solid people around me. Christmas is going to be just fine. And while everybody's out there screaming for more toilet paper and obviously panic buying, and as people continue to go absolutely fucking nuts, I'm enjoying myself, but simply by having the power of an introvert who understands how to get his message out there. I'm having too much fun. I'm having so much fun. I threw a 20-pound turkey off the roof yesterday. And had an absolute blast. And for some reason, my neighbors don't care. They hear a loud crash. They turn around. They see shit splattered all over the place. And then they go back to what they're doing. You know why? Because I'm a solid citizen. I'm a, I'm a good neighbor. It's just every once in a while, I decide I want to throw some shit off the roof. And this one was, the way this one was set up was this. It was not a, it looked like a remote, like if you were working, if you're one of those people who's working at home, it looks like a remote work from home desktop, but it was not an actual desk. It was two desktop computers. And then on top of those were two direct TV cable boxes. So those look like the stands for the table. And then the actual table, the flat piece was a 42 inch flat screen television. And then on top of that, in the middle was an HP, a blue HP stream laptop, and on each side of it were two monitors. So I had a bunch of turkeys, and I wondered to myself, what would happen if I threw a whole turkey off the roof? Now, if it lands on the pavement, we got a problem. Because if it lands on the pavement, you have a frozen turkey. I don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to bounce? Is it going to crack? I'm assuming because it's basically just flesh and ice, that it will probably just crack. But if it hits the TV, it will obviously soften the fall to the point where the, the turkey will stay intact. And sure enough, when it hit, and I wanted it to hit a little closer towards the middle, but, I mean, when you're thinking about it, I'm not an NBA player. And I'm like, you know what? As long as it lands solidly around the circumference of the TV, we're good. And sure enough, it had a solid shot that landed just left of center to the uh, to this HP stream computer and then the whole thing and it's cool because when you see it in slow motion the once the TV buckles in half you see one of the monitors just sort of levitate for a quick second just sort of goes up in the air perfectly stable and then when it comes back down that's when it falls over but it was a good break 
It was a solid break. And this time I decided instead of doing just the one view, I went with two views. I went with the rooftop view, the uh, reverse bird's eye view with the GoPro. As you can see, the turkey just sort of flying overhead. You can actually not only see the turkey flying overhead, but you can see me releasing the turkey. Uh, and then finally the final shot in slow, mo in slow motion and in normal speed, the actual hit. So you can go ahead and check out that 42-second clip on YouTube positive sarcasm and of course you can also check it on my social medias uh which i believe you can also find me on parlor now which is a new social media app that i'm trying out we'll see how that works i'm mostly just going to be you know starting a presence there a presence there to see how things work out uh so on top of that yes and then also of course I'm, uh, a new video is dropping on wednesday morning at five wednesday morning when uh-oh hold on a second here did I meet not Wednesday morning, Thanksgiving morning. No, no boy. Now I got to actually figure out which day is Thanksgiving. So we got to find this out. Oh boy. Before I get to more, the next thing, I got to find this out. This is super important. Okay. So the 26th is a Thursday. Is the 26th a Thursday? Okay. The 26th is a Thursday. And this is supposed to drop on the 26th at 5 a.m. Okay. So that's good. No problems there. Okay, good. So that's one less thing I got to worry about. Okay, excellent. So obviously there's a lot to be thankful for this year, uh, especially me because I've had very good fortune this year. Um, so obviously I'd like to all bow our heads very quick. Before I get to this week's articles, I want to do a quick sermon. Hail Mary, full of grace. Thank you for the food at this sacred time and place. But if you touch my apple pie... I'll stab you in the face and leave you to die. Amen. So uh, that is for all of you who will be joining friends and family. As I told you, go see your friends and family uh, this Thanksgiving and for the rest of this holiday season. I don't care where they are. Uh, shout out to all those stuck in California. <laughs> now, obviously, there's a reoccurring article on this podcast because I'm a fan of cars. I own two of them, both V8s, one single overhead cam, one dual overhead cam, overhead cam. Honestly, you know what's funny is the dual overhead cam is a larger engine but quieter than the single overhead cam. But both from the same company. In either case. So cars are one of those things in this, uh, for some reason, that's a reoccurring shit. Is the cannon, okay, the cannonball run. The cannonball run, uh, as you know, is an illegal race, an illegal time uh, timed race from the Red Ball Garage in Manhattan to the coast of Southern California. Now, the reason it's been in the news a lot more lately, it, it lately is because during quarantine and all the in the initial lockdown, there were a lot of well, obviously there weren't a lot of cars on the road. Since there weren't a lot of cars on the road and cops were busy doing other shit, the Cannonball Run was much easier to do because there was no traffic. So this record was falling every few weeks. Now another one has happened again. But there's a kicker to this one, but we'll get to that afterwards. Because let's, yeah, let me get to it afterwards. So obviously the Audi, uh, Audi A8 and the Audi A6, or excuse me, the Audi A8 and the Audi S6 are two notorious offenders to the Cannonball Run. The Ford Mustang just recently uh, joined the fray as one of the Cannonball Run record breakers. And what was the other one before that? Oh, the Mercedes uh, two-door, the Mercedes V8 two-door, 
that which was, which is the one that first got my attention a few years back. So, and they're all being done within tw- under 28 hours. I think the, the first time it was like 28 hours and 50 minutes. But here's the recent one. Uh, the legendary Cannonball Run has been around since 1933. Now, obviously, this thing is highly illegal. But okay, let's go ahead and just get right to the actual car. So back in 27 hours. So back in 20, I'm going to read the article and then I will put the addendum to it. Back in 2019, by the way, this is from carbuzz.com. Back in 2019, the record was pinned at 27 hours and 25 minutes by Arn Toman, Doug Tabbitt, and Spotter Berkeley Chadwick and the 2015 AMG E63. The E63 is a monster. The C63 and the E63 are savage, savage sedans. The record was trounced once again in April this year by a mysterious driver piloting an Audi A8. The time was now at 26 hours and 38 minutes, 45 minutes faster than the previous record, but suffered some criticism due to the fact that COVID-19 restrictions made it easier to avoid cops and traffic. Finally, Toman and At Tabit hit the 25-hour and 39-minute cannonball run for their 2016 Audi S6. Records were also set for the solo record, the diesel record, and the coast-to-coast record. And then the Ford Mustang was uh, did it. In a, they did it in a rental. They just basically put two gas tanks on it and took off. As reported by the YouTube channel Tedward, the new record under normal driving conditions stands at 25 hours and 57 minutes and was set in, 2000, in a 2019 BMW M5. They call it the competition, the M5 competition. I'm not sure what the difference is between an M5 and the M5 competition. Might be the because they had the... BMW E63 and the E63 black, or the AMG and the AMG black, uh, which means it's like a more aggressive uh, suspension. The car was modified with a high-tech police scanner, lots of LED lighting, a reserve 60-gallon fuel tank, and all the badges were removed from the car to make it more difficult to identify. This M5 has been seen, has has also seen some engine tuning and a cooling system upgrade. Oh, Jesus. The 2019 BMW M5 competition produces 625 horsepower and 550 pounds of uh, torque in stock form. According to Tedward, the only reason the M5 lost out on the record was because of a hostage situation that shut off a section of highway in California. Whether or not this run is recognized as the new record or not, it's an incredible achievement. Let's continue. And that's uh, that's the gist of the article. Now, I believe the original winner... Now, okay... I also have the Cannonball Run records here. So this one was set in 25 hours and there are some people are arguing that because the top of this article says BMW M5 sets a new Cannonball record. Underneath it says assuming those set during lockdown don't count. Now, the one this says here, uh, this is on Daily Mail UK. New Cannonball Run record is set in 25 hours and 35 minutes. This is the one by Doug Tabbitt and Arn Toman, and they were in the S, the Audi. Was this an A6 or an S6? This is the one that was disguised as a police interceptor with the Ford badge. This was a, let's see, 25 hours in May. Let's see. Our picture was spotter Dunandel. They broke the cannibal record in May with a time of 25 hours and 55 minutes, driving from NIC to blah, 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 blah. These, these, I, I, it's getting really confusing figuring out which freaking numbers have to do with which. Get out of here. I don't care about you. The record, uh, okay, the record-breaking car was an Audi S6, 
And they put a Ford badge on it to make it look like a police interceptor. Pretty clever, actually. Uh, what else? So, okay. This BMW, it sets a new Cannonball Run record, but not really. This one was done in... Let me see. Let me scroll down. Okay, this is 27 hours. The time was now set at 26 hours and 38 minutes. Okay. Okay. The new record in a normal drive. Okay. As reported by YouTube channel Ted Word, the new record in a normal. Okay. This is 20. Okay. The BMW M5, this one just recently that attempted it, did it in 25 hours and 57 minutes. The one that was done in the S6. 25 hours and 39 minutes. And this one was 25. Okay. So the BMW did not break any records. Now, look, you could say that the ones under quarantine don't count. You could. But under what circumstances would they qualify as not counting? This is an illegal race. If you get caught doing this, you are going to jail. So what does it matter if you're breaking speeds or if you're breaking quarantine restrictions? It doesn't matter. It's an illegal race. How illegal are you going to do it? It doesn't matter. You could put fucking rocket boosters on the back of your car. It doesn't matter. As long as the can the cannonball run is simply how fast can you take that car and get it from the Red Ball Garage to, was it, Marina Bay in Southern California? That's it. That's the that's the race. It it doesn't matter how you get there. It the car has to stay on the ground and get you from the and those that, that has to be the start point and the end point. Doesn't matter during restrictions. Doesn't matter. So the two thousand so this M five, don't get me wrong, was the is the M five and the drivers fully capable of getting from this spot to that spot? Absolutely. Did they have the car to do it? Absolutely. Does it make it harder under normal driving conditions to do it? Sure. Should they create a new category? Not really. Okay. It's it's your, it's up to you to take the car and get it there. Could I do it in my cars? Fuck no. First of all, my Mustang would crash. It, it's terrible braking power. Uh, my Lincoln won't do it. Um, actually, could my Lincoln do it? No, it couldn't do it. It wouldn't. Neither car. The Lincoln is far too heavy, and I... Yeah, it's far too heavy and it doesn't maneuver like an M or any of those cars. Because you'd have to be driving in excess of 100 miles per hour. I believe when the Mercedes did it, the Mercedes was doing it, it was an average of 97 miles per hour when it broke that record. So the idea that, no, my cars could not do it. I would have to get something completely different. But I, I'm not capable of it. I'm not that skilled of a driver. I don't care how many... How many times I went around that track in the BMW 440 Grand Sport? I just, it's not. For, are you kidding me? You put on the History Channel and I fall asleep. So I'm not gonna sure. I'm not sure I could handle. Uh, there's no amount of Adderall that could keep me awake from the Red Ball Garage to fucking Southern California. And I've done the 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. from Manchester, New Hampshire, to uh. Uh, mainland Virginia and I almost fell asleep like three times but and what did I what car did I do it in I did it I did that let's see I got 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. that's fucking what five hours so I did that in 10 hours 
I did that in 10 hours. But I did it, and I almost fell asleep. I, and I, I had to stop like three or four times. Actually, no, I had to stop like five times because that Saab had a terrible head gasket problem, uh, and it burned through oil. So every couple hundred miles, I had to stop at a gas station and put oil in the goddamn car. And you knew it was because it was ticking hard. And I was driving hard. But don't get me wrong, that car was perfect for doing that. Like if a Saab was, if I, if that Saab was properly built, I could def, that's a car I would definitely consider driving from New York City to LA for a road trip. Now that's an interesting one. I would love to see a Saab do that. Like, um, what do you call it? Like a, a Vigan, a V-I-G-G-E-N Saab 9.3 Vegan or Vigan, I think it's called. Uh, it's for the older swoop back, the older hatchback uh, Saabs. That would totally do it. Those things are souped up hardcore, and they get really good gas mileage too. So that would be one I would consider. But that's, I mean, I did that to mainland Virginia, like inner, like inner Fairfax County or whatever. Um, what was it Roanoke? Excuse me, Roanoke. So yeah, I'm I'm not cut out for that. I, I'm I get I would be exhausted. But yeah, I mean, good good job with these guys. I would like to see him try it again. But the dudes who broke the record and have the official record during quarantine have have already done this before, so they know the layout. They're veterans of this, and don't be surprised if they do it again, trying to break their own record. And the fact that they're getting away with it, I'm totally cool with. Just keep breaking shit. Just keep breaking the law. I don't fucking care. I'm going to keep reporting on it because I think it's absolutely awesome. But, I mean, the all cannonball run records, this one was, let's see. I want to see more about the guy who did it in, um, he did it in the Ford Mustang. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 masquerade. Okay. This one just talks about the Audi. Yeah, the Audi basically, they, they did. They put a Ford they put the Ford grill on there, the the real like police looking grill, the interceptor grill with the badge in the middle, and they put the um, the interceptor wheels on there. So it does. It looks like a cruiser. It's very very clever, and that gets that if caught can get you even even more trouble. Uh, let's see all, and then I'm just gonna type in. So the they did it in 25 hours and 39 minutes. So they're the record holders. Now let's do the Mustang. The Mustang rental did it in how long? So that was the solo record. He did it in 25 hours and 55 minutes. So 25 hours and 55 minutes. So, okay. So there's two records ahead of this BMW M5. You have the all-time record set by an Audi S6 in pers- uh, disguised as a Ford Taurus Interceptor, 25 hours, 35 minutes. Then you have the Ford Mustang rental V8 GT, and the GT uh, now is a 5.0 liter Coyote V8, which I think produces 440 horsepower. And they did that, he did that in 25 hours and 55 minutes, all by himself. And these BMW M5 dudes did it in 25 hours and 57 minutes, so they couldn't even beat the solo record. And they were and they were fucked up by a traffic stop due to a hostage situation, so that's that. I mean, kudos to them. I hope they try it again because apparently that was the only thing stopping them. I mean, regardless of the 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 lockdown restrictions, the mere fact that if all it was was that traffic situation, that traffic stop, that hostage situation was stopping them, then they possibly could have done it because it was let's see one eleven eighteen minutes. That was the only difference, 18, you know, 
15 to 20 minute difference depending upon and you have extra people in the car so you have spotters and that's extra weight to the car so it's going to consume more gas so it really is uh i mean it really is a fine line my question is is like i i talked about this in the past when is it going to be electric when is electric going to do that and i know they're talking about electric cars and stuff like that like nowadays more than ever like you see like if you watch the market all the electronics uh all the electronic cars uh, stocks are just going through the roof, except for Neo. Neo is about to hit a bubble, and that one could possibly burst. But they're all going through the roof. Um, I just want to say this one thing before we close up shop. Look, I get it. Electric cars are they the future? They're a. They are the. They are a part of the future. So, like for example, you know, um, I know internal combustion engines. There's a lot of them on the road. A lot of them necessarily don't need to be on the road. Okay, I will. I'll be. I'll wholeheartedly admit, if I mean, if I had a Tesla or a Polestar, I'd be fine with that. But there is not a real aftermarket per se for these cars yet. And my problem with that is, well, for a lot of reasons. I don't like something that I don't have access to. Like if somebody, you, I mean, I get it. It's not like I'm, I'm going to change the oil on a Tesla. But I, maybe there are some things that I would like to do to it. Or I would like other people to have the opportunity if they want to change their own brakes or do this or do that. I get it. So that's why I, I'm kind of like, I'm not a fan of Apple products. You can't buy new, you know, buying new chargers. It's too expensive. There's no SD ports. Same thing with the Google Pixel. The Google Pixel pixels pretty much shaved off all the extra accessories all the customization options not like buying a fucking you know a uh, what do you call it uh, a phone um what do you call it like a cover like if the only thing you can do to your phone is get a cover for it and a screen protector it's not it's not a phone i want it's not an accessory i want like even for my drones like i don't go inside the ins i don't go inside my drones but you can buy filters. You can buy filters for the camera for the camera lenses on there. You can buy quieter props. You can get different accessories. There's a lot that you and you can buy. You can buy all kinds of stuff for your drones. For Apple products, you can't. For electric cars, you can't. But for other cars, for internal combustion cars, you still can. If they've been around for a hundred years, there's a lot of different options. So I'm just like, what's gonna happen? I mean, do you really think that the internal combustion engine is going to just go away? No, it's not. That's a whole industry. That's a whole industry backed by tons of enthusiasts. What's going to happen to the drifting community, the drift racing community? What's going to happen to the, the actual NASCAR racing community, the monster truck community? I mean, all these other people, these all these other communities, the Jeep Wrangler community, you know, the four-wheeling community. What's going to happen to these communities? I know they'll get infiltrated, infiltrated in some way, shape, or form by some of these products. But the internal combustion engine, when you really think about it, is it clean? No. But neither are electric cars. But it's important that they work hand-in-hand hand so they both can ensure a proper future. Mining for lithium is not cheap, nor is it safe. Okay? The vast, the vast amount of internal combustion engines are not safe. And over time in a lot of ways, isn't cheap. For me as a consumer, it is. But things have gotten better over time. And if you allow electric cars to have a part of the future, 
internal combustion engines can continue to be part of the future as well. And I'm perfectly happy as long as I have my internal combustion sports car or Porsche 911 because you can buy a, a Porsche 911 with decent miles on it for like 20 grand. You really can. A beautiful, you can have your own beautiful five, six speed Porsche, your beautiful five or six speed Mustang, um, whatever. Your drifting car, your drag car, as long as you understand that there is a new market emerging. And I'd be fine with down the line maybe replacing like my rainy day car or my winter car with an electric powered car or something a, a something else powered car. Hell, even a diesel. I don't care. To me, it's just as long as it's quiet, it's comfortable, and it's something that's easily maintenanced and maybe can be sourced out by another community. I it, That's the one thing is like I'm concerned that, first of all, you can go buy right now. You can go buy a pre-owned Tesla. It'll cost you, what, $30,000, $20,000, for a pre-owned electric car. And I don't mean like the, like the fucking Priuses or whatever. I'm talking about like an actual electric Tesla. Or, well, Tesla, they're all electric. It's going to cost you a lot of money. But you can go and buy right now a really nice Lincoln Continental, Lincoln Town Car, or, or a Cadillac from the 80s or early 90s before they put the STS engines in there. Big difference. For not a lot of money. So you get a, a super comfortable car with low miles that gets decent gas mileage for five grand and under. Imagine that. You can get a sick, sick four-door car with air ride suspension that rides super comfy that's easy to maintenance for under $5,000. So now you have no car payment or very little car payment. You've got a car that will turn heads that you're comfortable riding around in. Because, look, quality-wise, quality-wise, these Lincolns were decent quality. They, the Lincolns, the Cadillacs, they were all very good quality. They were nice cars. They rode nice. Whereas some of these Teslas and a lot of the cheaper ones don't have the best quality. So you have to, weigh, I mean, weigh these things out and then make your decision. But remember, once you own a Tesla, you, are, you own a Tesla. Once you own a Polestar, you own a Polestar. You're in it. And there's only one place that can maintenance it. Whereas if you have any problems with your Lincoln or your Cadillac or your just regular everyday Toyota Camry or Toyota Corolla, you can take it to multiple places to have any problem um, issue, any problem addressed. And like I said, right now with things getting crazy out there, you don't want to make your life more complicated than it needs to be. You don't want to be, and this is no... I'm not throwing any shit on Elon Musk. I never would. He's an incredibly intelligent guy, and I think he's just trying to help. But right now, the one thing you don't want to be doing is overcomplicating your life. You need, to, you need to like who you're with, you need to like where you live, and you need to like what you have. And if you don't, that's a major problem. And the way I see it, a Tesla or a car payment or a mortgage or anything else, a college loan, whatever, it just makes life more complicated. And I've been preaching since the very beginning of this podcast, the main objective was to make my life and your life less complicated. 
And I think over the past couple of years of reviving this, I've allowed myself and maybe some of you to figure out ways to make your life less complicated or to try new things. That'll ultimately make your life less complicated or make your life more affordable. Whether it is from brewing your own coffee to roasting your own beans, just want to let you know, if you buy a bag of coffee, a good bag of coffee or a good can of coffee, it's going to cost you between, on an average, 6 and $15, depending upon which, whatever you buy, whether anything, it could be Pete's or Javalia, and then all the way up to some of the more expensive ones I have up there, like, uh, uh, what is it, Hamilton's, Laird Hamilton's Superfood Coffee, which is like $12.99 plus shipping. It's good though. It's really good. Try the Peruvian blend. Or you can go and buy three pounds, three pounds of whole bean Costa Rican blend for like 15 bucks, three pounds worth. One bag of coffee is, that's, that, that's three bags of coffee essentially. And roasting it is super easy, okay? If you want a light roast, 200 degrees, 15 minutes. You want a dark roast, 220 degrees, 17 minutes. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Simplifying your life by having everything available to you so you can do it all yourself. And I'm saving money. And with everything that I do, I'm sa- I mean, I'm still driving by Starbucks and seeing 30 cars in line. How do you justify that? How do you justify going to a grocery store and buying up all the toilet paper? Or buying up all the vegetables or emptying the meat rack. How do you how can you justify that to yourself, your family, your friends, or other shoppers? You definitely can't do that with with toilet paper when you can buy a but you can buy a fucking bidet for twenty dollars and install it within thirty minutes. So you can't justify there's a lot that you can't justify to me. A lot. There is a lot. And I'm learning that every single day by learning, I can do that, I can do that, and I can do that. It doesn't take you four to six hours to roast a turkey. Not if you cut the dark meat section, that plate off of the breast section. Then it takes two hours per. And you can do two hours easily. You put it at 400 degrees. This is it. I'm going to leave you with this. Once you cut the breastplate off of the meat, off of the dark roast part, which is basically, you know, the legs, the wings, and that whole bottom part that usually is really soggy when you're done cooking it, and then it just gets thrown away because it's all ugh. When you flip it over, when you cut that plate off, and then you flip that over on a flat plant, on a flat piece that you're going to ba- put in the oven in, you don't have to cover it. 400 degrees, two and a half hours, three at the most, really crunchy skin, perfect meat. And you just take it out and eat it. And, Really, it already has plenty of flavor and nutrients in it. You could just put a little of that body yellow or body orange cover. Just put, just cover the seat, cover the, the skin with the seasoning of that. And you're done. You're absolutely done. So that's all you have to do. And that's the easiest way to cook the turkey. And then the breast meat you just put in right afterwards. Or if you have those dual-sided ovens, or if you have two ovens, you can do that yourself too. And then you just do the same thing with the breast meat. But it's way easier to cook. You don't have to check the temperature. You don't have to go through all that shit. You just cut the breastplate off, flip the other shit over, throw it in the oven, and wait two and a half hours. That's it. And you're done. Easiest way to cook a turkey. Easiest way to cook a turkey. And I'll leave you with that. 
So we are at, oh shit, 38 minutes. So we covered the uh, Cannonball Run, which was actually not a record. It was, it's like number three on the list. Uh, and then we, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, we're good. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can email me directly through my website, positivesarcasm.com. You can hit me up through all my social medias. You can email me directly at positivesarcasm.outlook.com. You can support the podcast and all of the website. New video dropping th- Thursday. Positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. I don't do Patreon. You can just, I give you all this shit for free. So go ahead and just support the podcast, would you please? Excuse me. Mm, these beans are good, but it was the turkey I had before. Made me bloated. I'm such a fatty. Um, anyways. Whew. All right, we're done. Okay, let's get out of here. Uh, like I said, if you want to have questions about all the articles you have that I, I put through, you know, if you have any questions or concerns or comments about all the articles that I, re- you know, that I read or whatever, or the sourcing of it, you can email me directly. But until then, you can uh, listen, watch, subscribe, do whatever. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, anywhere where podcasts are available, go ahead and you can subscribe and share, download, like, blah, blah, blah. All right, well, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm done for the day. All right. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for listening, watching. And for all the new subscribers, thank you. I will talk to you all soon, and I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.
support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated.